back to Baby Shroom Pod, a podcast where I talk about whatever is on my mind. This week I am joined by two incredible, amazing women, Cassandra and Kelly, and we talk about our journeys into yoga, um, self-discovery, the growth from it, the hardships from it, so much. It was such a wonderful conversation. Um, prior to COVID, Kelly owned a studio called Up Yoga Santa Fe, which if you have been following me on social for a while, you definitely saw stuff from them. This is how I met Kelly and how my friendship with Cassandra really blossomed as well. And um, it's been an interesting journey since the doors closed. It was one of the small businesses impacted by the pandemic. And in this episode, we do talk about what that has been like, what is life after the studio closes, and how yoga is so much more than a room with four walls. And, uh, you know, it's not all beautiful and perfect. I mean, I'd love to tell you that yoga is rainbow and butterflies and good feel and good vibes only, but I also really disagree with that statement of good vibes only, because it's just not. It's tough, and it's a lifelong relationship with a lot of ups and downs, and if you're willing to stick with it, it grows alongside you. But anyway, I don't want to say too much because uh, I really want to just get into the episode, so I hope you enjoy, and without further ado, here is Kelly and Cassandra. So... Hi, ladies. Hello. It has been forever since the three of us have gotten together and talked. God, no kidding. Like in real life talk, not not text talk. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, yeah. we were like seeing each other more than we were seeing some of our partners. <laughs> right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm glad we were able to finally do this. And it's nice. It'll be nice to catch up and chit chat. Absolutely. So, um, Cassandra and I did a really interesting yoga today at lunch, actually, because it was one of those where you start and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get in the zone and get a sweat on. And then it's like, JK, we're going to hold every pose for two and a half minutes. And they were not yin poses. They were like low lunge, arching your back backward. It was crazy. And I was thinking like, I can't believe I used to not do yoga. Like, I can't believe this used to not be a part of my life, you know? Was this a Leandra Antonuti 30-minute class? So we, she just has, now she has has, has added 45 minutes. And so today, okay. nice. before we started, we were like, I, we usually always talk about like what we want to do with a 30 or, or the 60. And today Monique was like, let's do 45. And she, and it was funny because Monique even specifically was like, 45 seems good for when you have a lot of energy, but you don't have that much time. And I was like, yeah. Famous last words. I shouldn't, I just should have <laughs> shut up. But it's pretty wild because, like I said, some of the stuff we were doing was very painful, not in like, I'm going to die, but like, this is pushing me to my absolute limit. And I think there was a point in time where I could not touch my toes. I was like very inflexible and very rigid and that I can do stuff like that now. 
it's just wild. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, you I, couldn't at the beginning. There were so many poses you couldn't do with your knees. Mm-hmm. And I today I had to do a, a, like a put a pad down for my knee, but I was thinking that this used to be every position because I could not hold myself up or put any weight in my knee, but you're not supposed to put it all in your knee. That's just what I thought I was supposed to do. And then my muscles got stronger and I stopped doing that. But um, Cassandra, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I did notice today, actually, I saw you when you, when you put the pad under and I had wondered about your pad because I actually haven't really seen you use that knee pad that you got in such a long time. Um, but I agree today it was different because it was just a lot like that. We held that pose for so long. And so I think that was really part of it was just like we held it for a long period. And so mm -hmm. it put more pressure on your knee. But I agree, like you used to use the pad a lot more. Yeah, it's it's wild because um, yoga is one of those things that you have to devote a lot of time and a lot of energy in. And you see the rewards and it's worth it, but you have to be willing to go in for the long haul. Because when it started, I thought, man, if I could hold any of these poses for like 10 seconds and not be in excruciating pain, that would be crazy. And like Cassandra's encouraging me to try doing handstands and more inversions and I can't even believe it. It's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I would say yoga is very like cumulative. So mm -hmm. like, you don't necessarily like notice it right now, but eventually what you've kind of like you build up your strength and the next time you like you just notice like you you move past that point where you were at one mm -hmm. point because it like builds off of each other. All the poses build off one another. Mm -hmm. Kelly cumulative. That's such a good word. Mm -hmm. I, it's such an amazing word. And there's there's a lot of times, you know, people will take their very first yoga class and you know, you I, I remember coming, going into my first, first yoga class and I was so in my head about what the experience was going to be like. And then it was a 90 minute class. And after that 90 minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, that was okay. And I feel great <laughs> and I feel awesome. And then, and then I went to the second class and it was like, oh, you know, I, I feel great, but not as great as I did yesterday. And it, you, it's because I would go through this process of starting to challenge myself mm -hmm. more. So there's stuff that you find is, is okay and you're comfortable. And then some the teacher's telling you, well, of course it's comfortable because you're holding back. And mm -hmm. so that, that cumulative, I love that word, Cassandra, because it's, it's so true. It's like your, your experience builds from one class to the other and the, the desire to challenge yourself builds from one class to the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And that totally ends up bleeding into real life. The longer you keep with it, the more often I, I catch myself now attempting something I just already assumed I couldn't do and being like, well, why do I think that? I haven't even tried it yet. And going for it way, way, way more often than I used to. Right. And I think like for me, the idea exists like, it's like, I mean, it's always, but Leandra's always like, take it to like a new place, like pull your leg higher than you've ever even thought you can put it. Like, I think like half moon, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in half moon you know she's like take your leg higher and I'm like I cannot lift my leg anything higher like what the heck you know but, but yeah, you find this like new roof right and mm -hmm. I think she even has like that like there that edge is like you take it to a new edge every time and every edge you know creates a new boundary so you're yes. always 
growing into it, growing into your practice. And you know what? There is stuff too, the longer you're with it, where you actually can push in ways you thought never possible because you build up those muscles, right? And you actually feel the pose where you're supposed to feel it. Like now, when I do warrior two, I feel it in my hips and I can actually move my lower body. It's not just one solid block of unmovable mass. It's only up or down. It actually can move. Um, so I'm like, oh, wow, that's what she means. Okay. Okay. I can try it now. Yeah, for sure. You, it's not just, it's not just about bending your knee. Mm-hmm. It's about moving your foot so that your knee can go lower and moving your foot even more so that your hips can then get in line with your knee. And yeah, it's such a progression and you have to obviously be able to trust yourself to do that. Yeah, for people who I've actually talked to via listening to this podcast about yoga, I am really honest, like, hey, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. But the first six months are going to be really painful. And you're going to cry a lot around people. (laughs) And uh, it's you're going to be sore a lot. And you're going to hate it. But then you start to see like, oh, my God, it's all worth it look at what I can do. Like, I remember the first time I wanted to try wheel, which I was convinced if I did, my wrist would explode and I'd die. But Kelly came over (laughs) to me and you gave me your ankles as an assist. And Mm -hmm. I went up and it literally took my breath away. I was like, this is, this is so beautiful, you know? Um, But that was after a lot of falling down and uncomfortableness and pain and believing I couldn't do it and pushing through that a little bit more every class. Yeah, that's one of those amazing moments as a teacher when, when, you know, you would, I would see you put your wrists by your ears. Mm -hmm. And then it was almost like I could hear the conversation you were having in your head about (laughs) the experience you were going to have, because I've had the very same conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I go up, am I going to hurt this? Am I going to hurt that? Oh, I just don't know if I can do this. And then I'm like, well, I got to sink up my breath. So before I go, before I know it, I'm saying five (laughs) breaths with my, with my hands by my ears. And, you know, as a teacher, the, the possibility we can create by just going over there and saying, hey, do this. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like, well, the teacher's here. I might as well try this. And yeah. then you're like, and then you're like, mm-hmm. Bloop, and you just went straight up and there was no, no hesitation and mm-hmm. your wrist didn't explode and you didn't die. <laughs> yes. And then just that, that open hearted sensation that you get mm-hmm. from doing that and the sensation of, oh my gosh, I actually just did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it can be mind blowing. Yeah, I think it's a very healthy, risky behavior because you're always doing stuff like, all right, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to die. So I might as well just try it and see what happens. But I remember Cassandra and I all the time would be like, is Kelly psychic? Because she literally always says what I'm thinking. Cassandra's called me a witch before. That's okay. She, I totally, like, it's so weird, like, in classes, like, there would just be, like, times, like, Kelly would just, like, play a song that, like, I needed, and, like, it would be so weird, and I'd be bawling my eyes out, and I'd be, like, how did you know, and she'd be, like, I, I don't know, like, I just know, and, like, I don't know, she kind of has these abilities to, to do those things, yes. so I don't know, read mine, and I, I was, we, te- we teach to ourselves first as teachers, like, you know, so much of what's coming up and what we want to talk about from a theme standpoint, or Mm -hmm. even what could be coming up for you in Warrior 2 is, as it could be a mirror for the same thing comes up for me in Warrior 2. And so Mm -hmm. I just speak to my, my experience. And nine times out of 10, the students will come up and go, how did you know that that's (laughs) what I was feeling? Been there. (laughs) 
you know, it's so funny because that is what most of us need when we're having a hard time. Just somebody to be like, oh yeah, I know me too. Or yeah, I hear you. Me too. Go ahead and work through that and feel it. We don't need like mm-hmm. a solution or like, here's how, excuse you. Sorry, I got some Scully ASMR again. Um, don't need you to fix it or tell us how to do it better. Or like that if I was in your position, I would blah, blah. Just like, I'm there. I hear you. Let's work through it together in this pose. It makes it such a powerful experience to practice with people because you mm-hmm. have that with the, your teacher and with the other people in class. Yeah, I would say that that's actually one of the things that I miss most about um, practicing in a studio is just that ability to connect with another person and share your breath with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like, so we did yoga today, right? And like, I, I was watching you at times, you know, and like watching the screen, but you know, most of it I'm not. And so like when you're in the studio with somebody, you don't need to watch them. You could just feel mm-hmm. their presence next to you and hear their breath and share their breath and you know share your own breath with them you know in times like there'd be so many times where you know I'd pop up into wheel and I'd see you wanting to go for it right and like I would hear you struggling and then like in my mind I'd be like I'm gonna send my breath to Monique to give her Mm -hmm. that strength that she can push up because that's not what I need right now so I don't know I, I do miss that a lot about the studio is that connection to other people Definitely. And how often are we actually in sync with people? I think we spend most days like, God, nobody understands. What are these people thinking? I wouldn't do it that way. And then in this brief hour, you're in sync with everybody in the room and you all have the same goal. And it's, it's a wild experience as people. We don't really do that as much. And going back to that, that class you did today, we're holding poses for two and a half minutes when you are so intentional on challenging yourself in something for two and a half minutes, your thoughts are not going to, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired of cooking. I wish we could go out to a restaurant. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm so tired of doing this. I'm so tired. Your mind isn't there. Your mind is totally focused on, okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to hold. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel something here. What can I do so that I can continue to breathe in this pose and not shift? And that's the intention behind it is being so intentional in, in the power of each pose that your mind can't go anywhere else. It has to be focused on your breath. That's like the transcendent spirit experience of yoga is like, even in the moment you're like, I'm going to fucking kill this person who's telling me to hold this pose. I'm so (laughs) angry. Everything hurts. I'm so mad. And then you like get through it and then you're fine. And you have ebbs and flows of that the whole time. But then you finish and you're like, wow, that was incredible to only think about myself and my own body for an hour. How rare does that happen in our life that we get an hour just to think about ourselves? Yeah, I for sure. You. And and the looks on your face are very often that I'm going to fucking kill you. I mean, I get that. <laughs> and I've been there. I've been there before. I've seen I've seen photos of myself in chair pose. Uh-huh. And I have a really bad resting bitch <laughs> face in chair pose. Really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because in the studio, I could feel that sometimes like if Cassandra and I were there together and we'd like look at each other right after the pose like Jesus and so now it's not until the video is all the way over because we do a class together online and then we unmute ourselves and we're like what the hell was that why did we do that 
and then quickly followed by like that was wonderful <laughs> yeah 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 that's typically like why did i do that and i can do that yeah <laughs> yeah it's been great um doing Cassandra's been so great about keeping me motivated and doing yoga like in the middle of the day we do it over our lunch hour and it's such a nice way to th I think balance the two parts of our work day I agree um I think that you know in the like it just depends I find that like I I have more energy during the in the middle of the day and I agree it kind of like breaks it up so sometimes the beginning part of my day is a little bit stressful and so then that like break helps me to like relax and regroup and then come be able to like come back to the table and be able to finish my day out strong because I was able to you know take that time just for myself or mm -hmm. to connect with somebody else yeah I think we are so emotionally available I think now more than ever as educators and so having this break of like recharging because we it's not like we can just walk down the hall and complain to our coworker and then we're fine and we go back to, to class you know so it's like what's the midday break to recharge and doing a class even 30 minutes and the 30 minutes are a lot harder most of the time that's very deceiving <laughs> it's so nice <laughs> I've been meaning to tell Heather that so we've been doing the 30 minute and my friend Heather she 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 does yoga but she usually doesn't do Baptiste yoga and so she goes like I don't know if I can do an hour yet like I feel like 30 I can all I can do is 30 minutes and I'm like girl like you already do like 30 minutes <laughs> like way harder than yeah. an hour and I thought that too about 90 right like I was like mm -hmm. 90 feels good you know like comparatively like to 60 and so I don't know I but I think just 30 is just so fast you're just flying through it and you mm -hmm. just like break the sweat within like the first two minutes and you're like mm -hmm. oh my god and yeah. she usually yeah. makes it a lot harder on purpose I think right yeah mm -hmm. I'm sorry Kelly what were you saying no I was gonna in 90 minutes you get like I, when I would talk to you about it, about taking a 90 minute class, you get all the, the juicy stuff on the back end. Mm -hmm. You know, you get more time in Shavasana, you get more time laying on your mat where mm -hmm. it's like 30 minutes, you know, you're going for most of that time. You're, you are moving much more than you would have um, at the beginning 30 minutes of a 90 minute class. Right, right. Which is, um, I will say, the other deceiving part about yoga is that the longer you take, the more wonderful it is. Because anytime during the weekend, because I do, I do yoga by myself on the weekend. Like I don't watch a video. I just put on some music and flow as long as I want. I'm like, oh, I'll just do it for 10 minutes. I just get it over with. And then I start moving. I'm like, oh, damn, this feels good. Oh, that feels so nice. I'm so relaxed. And the next thing I know, an hour's gone by. I'm like, what was what was I making such a big deal of? I was going to do it for an hour anyway. If, you, if you're doing your own flows, you you too, I'm, I'm going to start sending you to um, some links to yoga teacher training. I've been saying <laughs> for a long time. You, yeah. you guys can, you can, you know, if you start to get to that point where you're doing your own flows, you can teach it to somebody else. For I would sure. be very interested in that. All right. I'll send Actually, you some info. Um, I wanted to talk to Kelly about this. Uh, 
So level, I don't know, Monique, if you remember about like level one in the Baptiste community. And so I actually had wanted to do level one. And so now there's an online level in one. March, yeah. Oh. And um, the only problem is though, it's not one where it doesn't coincide with spring break or else they probably Darn. would have done it. Um, yep. But they actually have um, educate like uh, scholarships and they actually are giving five away to people who work with youth, which we would qualify for. Uh, and so yeah. I'm hoping that they have another one in the summer so that we can do it, you know, because that would be awesome. Um, that would be so incredible because I, yeah. it's something that I would love to do with youth actually is like mindfulness yoga I did it in high school I totally forgot that I did and how incredible it was I had it at the end of the day it was like Pilates yoga and how that like kept me sane for a year of high school <laughs> yeah actually, I, mean, I oh sorry go ahead no I was just I was just gonna say I did lighted level one when I was 50 I turned 50 that year and and I was like if I could have done this in my 20s <laughs> yeah there would have been a whole lot of fucking issues I didn't have to deal with. Like, a lot yeah. of bad decisions that I would never have made. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, one of the things we learn at level one is that the bad decisions we make are because from the story that we're replaying in our mind about who we think mm-hmm. we are or who we're supposed to be or the disappointments or the failures or whatever in my story was, I am not enough. And mm-hmm. all the decisions I made in my life to convince other people that I was enough mm-hmm. when the reality was I've been enough the whole time but you know to to get youth into that so mm-hmm. early is just so important you know any mindfulness program that can be done inside the schools well first for teachers and for students but mm-hmm. um so be so good I mean Santa Fe Community Yoga does um, have programs for youth because it's just so important to get them early on in a practice. Totally. I couldn't agree more. The last several weeks of Cassandra and I doing yoga, we've both been like, damn, why do I think I need to prove anything to anyone? I didn't even know I had low self-esteem really until lately I've realized like, well, if I had good self-esteem, would I had let people talk to me and treat me like that? No, so. Hey there, sorry for the interruption. Well, sorry, not sorry, it is my podcast. <laughs> um, I tell Frank all the time, I love being bratty because I'm not a bratty person in any way, shape, or form, so I like to pretend that I am. Anyway, back to what I was going to say. I have updated my shop. Now, I updated it yesterday, and this morning I got two big orders, which, Sammy, if you're listening, thank you. And Lama, if you're listening, thank you. Um... But I do have some new stuff up there, including Baby Shroom Pod stickers, bookmarks, um, a couple of holographic or plain stickers, and a bunch of originals. So uh, three of my originals have now found a new home, which is so wild for me to part with them. But I am very happy for these originals to be somewhere on display and not in a folder on my shelf. They deserve more than that. 
So anyway, if you're interested in snagging any of my art, my Etsy is included in the show notes. Okay, back to the episode. So I would say that obviously the physical benefits of doing yoga have been insurmountable for me because I'm having a life now that I had basically checked out on my, my own body, like when I was 20, which is so crazy to think about now. I've just thought, well, I'm just going to be in pain the rest of my life and I might as well just accept it. It is what it is. I'm never going to get better. And to think that I ever felt that way is wild, but Anyway, that's a long intro to say that (laughs) the mental experience of doing yoga was not what I was expecting at all. I was like, that's dumb. That's not going to happen for me. I know who I am, but JK, no, I didn't at all. Um, And every time you think you've reached the end of understanding or learning about yourself through this process, you get a new pose introduced or like a new flow, like we did a foot opener, like a toe foot opener. Both of us were like, that killed me. Like I, we were both sobbing and like, what the hell was that? It was so Were you, were you like, kneel, were you kneeling? Yeah. Oh, I know exactly the posture. <laughs> Where it was, you had to like be up on your toes and you're sitting mm-hmm. on your heel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally know that pose. And it was like a whole foot mechanics thing too. Mm -hmm. So like about like, like where are you pushing? Are you letting your arches drop? Are you letting your, you know, are you not pushing more into your heels? And then, you know, like the lesson behind the class was like, your feet are the wheels of your life. They're your tires. And so like your feet take you everywhere. And like, at one point she asked like a question like when was the last time you said thank you to your feet and I like was like never like what do you mean like I never said thank you you know like like she was so right in that like your feet are the wheels of your life they take you anywhere Mm -hmm. you want to go and like we so neglect them in so many ways you know and like just saying thank you to your feet like how profound could that be in your life and like, what mm. other, like, how else can it be applied? And I think, you know, for me, it's all about like, yes, the asana is there. So the movement piece is there, but it's more about the mental piece. Mm-hmm. So another question that Leandra likes to say a lot is like, once you've figured out the answer, ask yourself again. So ask yourself the question one more time. And so I'm always constantly, like you said, Monique, just like growing and moving past those ideas and then re-asking them and thinking about them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that- the next time you ask yourself your questions, you, who knows what stage of your life you're going to be in? Mm-hmm. You know, what have, what have you already moved past? And you can ask that question again and be like, oh, well, I have a completely different answer than the last time. That's why I like programs that we've done uh, 40 days to personal revolution you know mm-hmm. the, the I think I've done that program six times and I get different answers every time and I read through the book every time and I read something different in the book every time I'm like I never noticed that before um yeah because you think you're done. doing the practice does that to you mm-hmm. you think you're done growing you're like here I am I have arrived bitch is done. I'm going to rest now. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're in a new phase and you're like, 
what how did I think it was over then how did I think I had figured it out like who even was that girl and then you're on your way to doing that again it's just like these things about life that we so easily we get wrapped up in work and like just the hustle and bustle of being out we haven't been able to do that and then being in and working on myself through yoga it has been such a profound experience of actually reflecting on the time past and the time I'm moving into now within myself and not just work yeah for sure I know um you know just when you at the beginning when you're talking about having to hold poses for two and a half minutes and and you both heard me talk about this before how I I analogies of different phases of life are the poses I'm holding like oh I felt like I've been holding warrior two for six months Mm -hmm. and uh those holding those poses gives you those chances in your life in off your mat to be like I can do this Mm -hmm. I I can do this I can survive this we've we've been in uh um kind of holding on to a pose for what 11 months now Mm -hmm. of not knowing what the next day is going to bring and not knowing when we're going to be able to get out of this and moving past this and just staying in it um, and not escaping from it. And, you know, the strength that we've built up from the last 11 months from this pandemic, you're ne- we're hopefully never going to get that experience again. Mm-hmm. Just look at the some things that you thought 11 months ago, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to teach students via Zoom. Right. you're doing it here we are almost a year here done. we are yes almost a year done you're doing it and you know it got set up very quickly and we all learned from electronic mistakes and all that kind of you know bs that we freaked out about oh my god how am i going to do this it's the same thing when you're going into a pose mm-hmm. oh my god how am i going to do this what do you mean i'm going to have to hold it for that long i can't do that it's the same thing but in this case it's been an 11 month pandemic scenario not a two and a half minute warrior two Damn, that is such a good analogy. And you're so right. You're so right because it's like you're a teacher is leading it. So you're like, damn, what are they going to say? I can get out of this. Where if it's in your own head, you're like, all right, I've had enough. I'm going to bail on that one. Let me <laughs> let me ask both of you this. And I'll start with you, Cass, because I'm just curious. Is there a pose that has been very profound for you? Like, for example, for me, chair and uh, side side angle right that's how it is called yeah um have been so profound for me because when I started the strength around my knee was zero non-existent and my confidence was zero non-existent and I would hold them for like 0.25 seconds and like all right that's enough I'll do something else and then now it feels like nothing it's just second hand and that is so crazy to me what a difference it's been I would say, or yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'd say for me, a pose that has been very like, I don't know, empowering was like you talked about earlier was wheel. So like, and for me, it was the opposite. Like one day I like saw somebody do that. And then the next day I just did it and I popped into it. And then I was like, and even Kelly was like, what did you just do? Like, what the heck? And I think she even took a picture of me and was like, look what you did. And I was like, I know, I I don't know how I did that. And so then, you know, and, and this is something I didn't talk about earlier, but you know, integrity versus range of motion, that's something that I struggle with. But I think, um, for me like wheel has just like 
I don't know. Like I, I have found so many times, like after a wheel, when I'm in soup to bada, I, I just am bawling my eyes out. I'm just like crying, like, like full blown. And re more recently, the toes pose has been real. Mm -hmm. It has been that same idea. And so, but it's just like, and it's weird because it's in your feet. Right. And so like, anytime I do the toes pose, I'm just like a, a ball. Like I just <laughs> bust out crying. Like I can't even help it. <laughs> what about you, Kelly? Um, you know, it's, it's actually changed, um, throughout my time practicing yoga. So, um, I remember first doing dancer pose mm. and, you know, just, I, I guess the freedom of that feeling and, you know, the kicking, you're, you're kicking back and it's, it's pulling and it's opening you up through the shoulders and it's kind of like a tug of war. And at the same time, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, it, it's that mental challenge as well as the physical challenge. Um, and then I, I, I absolutely, I adore triangle pose. You know, I could hold triangle pose for a really long time, given the opportunity to do that. And for me, it's because it's kind of comfortable. Mm. Um, and then, so you ask about profound, you know, you talk about chair pose. Well, for me, profound is, is my, it's wheel pose. You know, that's like my, my unicorn pose. The one that does it really exist, <laughs> you know, is it was wheel. So level one, uh, we do, we do six wheels in our practice. And then in level one, I couldn't do six wheels in a row. Like I had, I had been doing yoga for three years at that point, two and a half years, maybe. I couldn't do six wheels in a row. And so I said, by the end of the week, I'm going to do six wheels. Like that was my goal. And so it got to that sixth wheel at that, in that first practice that I did six wheels. And like Cassandra said, I was just sobbing because mm -hmm. it's, it's not only, be, it's not only can I do this, but it was true that everybody said, the more you do them, the easier it's going to get. Like do the sixth one. It's actually easier than the third one. It's just, it equates to everything in life that you think I can't keep doing this, but actually you can keep doing it because now you know what, you, what it takes to achieve it. You can accomplish this. And, you know, we've, I remember being at level two and, and drop doing a drop back. And that's where I was assisted and go from standing back, dropping back into wheel and then standing back up again. And it's just mind blowing. I haven't done it since then. You know, that was after an end. That was after a week of, yeah. when you do yoga like that all day long, you're there's just the strength that builds up in your body over the week mm -hmm. is astronomical. But wheel continues now. And now I haven't, I haven't done wheel probably since we closed this, not closed the studio, but like last March mm. studio because of shoulder injury that showed up right when the pandemic started. I haven't, I haven't done wheel. I haven't done wheel at home. I, just, I won't even try it. I can't even put my hands by my head. Mm -hmm. So now it's like still that pose right. in my, in my life. It's still that pose. That's, that's the pose I'm going to have to build up that strength and endurance again. You but, know, yeah. that's definitely that the pose where I realize when I've been slacking on myself for the same thing of like, whoa, <laughs> damn, this is a lot harder than I remember. I don't think I gained 20 pounds the last time I did this. Why does it feel like that? in my wrists but but yeah when I'm doing it consistently then it's the pose that calls to me of like well now try this try this go deeper this way like be adventurous I'm not scary you know um I, I think 
no, that's that's the only pose I feel that in. Oh, maybe half moon, because I get excited. I'm like, look at me, my foot up in the air. I'm gonna try this or try this. I love <laughs> half moon. Higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Higher, higher, kick it higher. And the energy out your heel even higher. Yeah, half moon. I just feel badass in half moon. It's such, <laughs> yeah. such a good pose. So um I want to talk about this last little chunk of time, what yoga has meant to you guys during the pandemic. Um, I've already kind of talked about how it's been like my safe haven almost. And it's been an opportunity for me to socialize, like for Cassandra and I to talk about stuff that has nothing to do with our work and about each other and something to grow into myself too, by doing my own practice and seeing what I am enjoying or what my body is telling me to do. And I think that, you know, being alone most of the time, this is the clearest I've ever been able to hear my body and what it, what it's asking of me and what I need in a moment to take care of myself. And yoga has been a really, really, really big part of that, of like quieting my mind and tuning in. Um, so anyway, what about for you guys? What has it meant to you during this time? Um, how do I say this without crying? So it was kind of like, it was, it, it for me has been kind of the opposite of how you described it mm -hmm. because it was my, it, it was my business mm -hmm. <laughs> and to fight, to, there was so much struggle trying to keep the business open and deciding to keep the business open. Should I keep it open? Should I close? And um, then having to make the decision to close. So mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, I haven't been on my mat since we closed the studio permanently. I haven't, been, I haven't done yoga for four months. And because I'm angry. Yeah. Like there's so much emotion there. I mean, obviously there's emotion about it. But there's emotion that comes up on my mat. My body isn't working right because of my shoulder. I'm emotional about that. And then it's just like, I lost my business. Mm -hmm. I chose to close my business because it was just like, I can't do this anymore. So yoga has been the opposite and yet I know it's still there for me and I know I can get back to it at some point, but right now it's too hard. It's too hard. And it's a, it is a lifelong relationship because there are times where it is too painful to be in that inward. And that's been a tough choice because has it been fun getting to know myself so much? no but has it been necessary yes but it is a it's such a complicated thing and I wish I could just tell people like do yoga it'll make your life perfect because it won't because it's a mirror you know and sometimes that reflection is not what you want to see um and it is a lifelong relationships and all relationships have ebbs and flows and when they feel the most romantic and when you're fighting and <laughs> in distress with it um and that's what makes it so wild to continue to participate in and continue to think of and talk about because it isn't always pretty no no i want to hear what cassandra has to say me too <laughs> Um, I let Kelly go first because I was like, I don't, I don't really know how to say this without breaking down. Um, but no, for me, yoga has been like a safe haven, I guess. Like it's been like my home. 
Like, I, I honestly, I don't know what I would have done, like, had I not had this during this time. Mm-hmm. Like, my boyfriend says, like, to me all the time, he's like, you're doing yoga too much. And I'm like, but I need it in order to, like, even get through my day. Like, I need, like, that, that moment of myself to be mm-hmm. able to, like, deal with any of this, like, life like closures like shutting down like just the fear the anxiety it's like so overwhelming and like I know that there's so many other people that feel like this and I I like I genuinely don't know that I could have even survived this past year without having yoga like it completely was everything to me and and within that you know like I had my own like heartbreak with, you know, with up and whatnot, but like what I've learned from that experience as well is that like yoga is not within the four walls that you can confine it. It's, you know, it, it exists anywhere that you want it to be with whoever you want it to be. And it's about connection and community. And, you know, like just actually, it's funny yesterday, Kelly uh, wrote me and she was like, did I introduce you to that yoga friend? And I was like, no, like, I just know that yoga friend, you know, and so enough <laughs> these doors, you know, like to yeah. all these people across the world, you know, like Leon, we're doing Leandra's class, you know, and she's like, like, welcome to everybody, you know, in Canada. And Kelly made me do a class and it was in Africa, you mm-hmm. know, and like, it's just been, it's been so amazing to be able to connect with so many people and be able to, you know, like survive, honestly. Yeah, the community part for me is, as somebody who, after I left the church, I felt so alone and finding community at Up that has carried out into my life from that. And being able to still participate in it, especially now, like this is a profound loneliness I have never experienced before because I've always been working. I've had a job since like I was 15. I've always had work to be like a distraction. It's been so important to feel something outside of myself. And even though I'm experiencing it in my home, it's not in my home. And it, it gives me hope. It does because I think like man, if something like this can survive through the world, like if yoga as a concept can still exist after all of this time and we still get to practice it and participate in it, we're going to be okay. Like it's going to be all, it's going to be a mess, but it's going to be all right, you know? Yeah, for sure. Something as pure and beautiful as yoga should not have survived humanity, but it has. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I really look forward to us being able to practice together again. I'm very hopeful for that. I have a vision of it being warm outside and we get to be at a park and get to do yoga yeah, together at a park. a park. A park outside somewhere for sure. Yeah. I saw some ladies doing that the other day I was driving by a park and they were wearing masks and all doing that. Not the other day, like when it was snowing, but like way before then. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a little cold. <laughs> no, it was like a nice day. <laughs> and it just made me really happy to see. Well, anyway. we can do yoga in my backyard, but be careful, don't fall on the satellite. Remember our first class online? I tried to do, I had just started to learn how to kind of prep for a headstand. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And then <laughs> hit my leg on a chair and like 
my leg was bruised from like my knee to my ankle. And that was the first class we got done online. <laughs> my dogs, my dogs participate in yoga too. So, you know, the, 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 all the things that people learn is like, oh, I didn't know that I could do downward facing dog with a dog on my tailbone. You know, it's just like, I, oh, I can do this. And, and Paco, you know, I know he likes to to give assist from from like a pigeon to the rest of the class he's just on top of me licking me it's like okay this is not working <laughs> sometimes i like to think that sam was a yogi in his past life his pre-cat life because anytime he hears the mat from another room he's right next to me and he has his own i give him my knee mat now because i don't use it as much and it's just and he just sits there and he watches me the whole time it's very strange I think yeah, there's, there's an energy. Yeah. Yes, it's, it. it's the energy. Yeah. You guys just said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, wow, she's calm, but like really calm. I should go around her. <laughs> but I can't, I mean, meditation is always with an animal on me. Mm-hmm. Always. They just know. They just know. They curl up and they get really, really comfortable. And they're like, no, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just stay here for a while. That's fine. Yeah, yep. Well, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for doing this episode. It really, really means a lot to me. Love you too. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Sending you love and kisses and kisses to the dogs. Yes, yes, yes. And the cats. <laughs> yes. about this podcast for me is learning how to trust a conversation. I never know how these are going to go. Normally I start the episode, you know, before I hit record and I give a brief idea with whoever I'm recording with of like, okay, well maybe let's talk about this, maybe let's try this, but then it always takes on a life of its own. And that was something really fun with this episode because everybody's experience with yoga and their journey into power with yoga is so unique and um, rewarding. And you know, there are ebbs and flows with those relationships. It's kind of like once you get the yoga bug, you can't really quit it, but just like any long-term relationship, there's some times where it's hot and fiery and exciting and other times where it just is other times when you're at war with it almost so it was interesting to hear Kelly and Cassandra's perspective I admire these women so much and it's so strange having gone to seeing them basically every day and being in constant communication to being at home Um, it's been an interesting experience life being put on pause like this You know, if you haven't listened to my episode with Chris, Life After Religion, I really recommend it because we do talk about this time. She calls it like the great pause of the pandemic and being indoors and life just taking on a whole different look. So anyway, I'm rambling. Um, If you would like to um, follow me on social, I am on Instagram at baby shroom art you can also find my etsy shop um my merch shop because i do have some shirts available and my patreon in the show notes what else 
I should be adding some more stuff to my shop. I'm working on some poetry things and just trying to get some works in progress done. So exciting things coming. Next week I am chatting with Sydney, welcoming her back. Um, she was in my second episode and I'm excited to record with her again. So we're almost to the end of the season. I think we got about three more episodes. Um, if you're just joining me for the first time, you can go back and start from the beginning. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. Yeah, Monique, stop talking. Okay, I love you guys. Talk to you next week.